The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, Mr. Antenna, and by Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Eric Estrada's career has spanned over four decades, yet although he had worked as an actor for years before his first television series, it was for his portrayal of Officer Frank Poncherello in the hit series Chips that he became a household name around the world. I've got Eric Estrada on the line right now from his home in the Hollywood Hills. Hey, Jim. Eric, how are you, buddy? And welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I love it. Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> hey, by, by the way, did Chips ever film here in Las Vegas? Because a lot of cop shows did. No, we never did. We never did a chase. We only uh, filmed. I always wanted to do a chase to Hawaii. <laughs> uh, how did you get through this past year? Every everybody safe uh, in your family? Well, yeah. At first, when uh, this started last in March, when uh, they, they started shutting down, I thought, "Oh, how cool! Wow, I'm going to be on vacation for <laughs> however many months." Right. And I was very happy with it. I was happy with being locked in because I got a big piece of land and i'm on top of a mountain out here in california yeah and you know the world the world is out there and i'm up here and and i got a lot of places i got a cave i got places to hang it was just great and i loved it and then nine and a half months later my daughter's trainer passes the virus to my daughter my daughter comes in the house and gives it to my wife and me but luckily all i had was aches for two days my wife had chills and my daughter lost her taste buds, but we were cool after it, all right? Good. And we all got our shots, or everybody's got their shots, their first shots. As a matter of fact, Tuesday, Wednesday, I get my second shot. But uh, So we're good. But once, the, I, once I realized, hey, you really can't move now for 14 days, it, that pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, it's but been... If you don't mind, I want to talk about some of your earlier appearances, because... I don't know if people realize that you were in some very interesting films, some really good ones, too, by the way. But I remember this well in 1970, I think it was, The Cross in the Switchblade with you and Pat Boone. It was kind this got a lot of uh, notoriety at the time, as I recall. Yeah, true story. The gentleman I played, Nicky Cruz, today is an ordained minister and brings a lot of people to Christ still. And the movie uh, was written, uh, Don Murray, the direct, the actor Don Murray. Yeah, and sure. All that. Hoodlum Priest, he directed it. He directed the movie. And it just had its 50th anniversary, Golden or 75th or something. It was great. No, it was a wonderful movie. It's still out there. It's been dubbed in every language you can think of because... It deals with bringing people to Christ and, 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 and exposing them to another way of life. If you're in need, whether it be you're involved with violence, drugs, or just a miserable life, it's, it's another avenue that you could take. It's a doorway to happiness. And of course, yeah. now there have been so many faith-based uh, films since that time. That's for oh, sure. Yeah. That... I've done three more. Five years ago, I did three, three in a row in uh, one called 
finding faith. Eric, you had a small role in the new Centurions. Uh, what a great cast. Did you get to spend any time with George C. Scott or Stacy Keach or any of those guys? Uh, Stacy and I are buddies today, but I got to tell you, it was an honor for me to be around that guy because I love Patton and I love Georgie Scott. Yeah. And it was great. It was my That was my second movie after The Cross and the Switchblade. I was 21 and uh, it was a wonderful experience. And then I went on to Airport 75 and then Midway and yeah. you know, I just kept going, going. I just kept going and going and going. I just kept chasing it. Had to get my mother out of the ghetto. Had to make that money. Well, and uh, how did the? I mean, you're doing films at that point. How did the uh, part of Frank Poncharello come to you then? Uh, and you ended up getting this uh, starring role on Chips. <laughs> well, I, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, the producer and creator of Chips saw the new Centurions. And he thought he'd bring me in from what he saw me do in the New Centurions and match me up with the blonde-haired, green-eyed, handsome guy, Larry Wilcox. You know, opposite of tracks, that kind of visually thing yeah. to have in a movie on screen. So he brought me in, and I read for him. But prior to that, I lost two other opportunities for a series one to Patrick Wayne and the other one to Desi Arnaz Jr. And those didn't go anywhere. And then Chips came along and I auditioned and uh, they liked it. And they went from 500 guys to five guys and then to two guys. But NBC was not too happy with you know me because I, was, I had done every episodic hour show that was on. I did Kojak Mannix. Uh, I was an arsonist in Kojak. I was a junkie in Mannix. I was an arrogant tennis player in Medical Center. <laughs> I was, a, you know, I, I was always the bad guy. Yeah, right. And so NBC, NBC said, "No, we know this guy. We just saw him yesterday on on on, on Hawaii Five O Five O. He shot a priest. He can't be a cop." <laughs> so the creator of the show, yeah. So the, this is the way they think. So the creator of the show said, "Wait a minute." Let's screen test them because he had an idea. He put me in the uniform and had me sitting on a bike while I was doing some dialogue. And so visually, I was neutral and I looked like a good guy. So I got the part. Interesting. Well, and you know, uh, Eric, I've talked to actors who were on shows like Sons of Anarchy and The Mayans MC, and a lot of them had to train for a long time to ride those heavy bikes. And I imagine it was the same situation for you. Yeah, I, I well, I, you know, all I rode was the subway or the bus in New York. <laughs> right. I didn't know squat about motors. No, they sent down a gentleman, a training uh, academy member, CHP gentleman called Scott Wilson. And, you know, during the filming, he would help me and Larry. Larry already was sufficient riding because he had a couple bikes anyway. And, 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 and that's how we turned. You know, they taught us how to do the figure eights, the slow stuff. Because when I went for my motorcycle license, I had to do all that stuff, and I was good at it. So I, I got good. But there's only two kinds of motorcycle riders in this world, according to the California Highway Patrol. Those that have been down and those that are going to go down. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I know that. <laughs> I know that for a fact because I ended up in intensive care with uh, 12 cracked ribs and a broken wrist and a scar under my chin. 
from, you know, accidents. You insisted on doing maybe a little too many of your own stunts? No, they weren't stunts. They were, you know, actual, you know, going down an alley, chasing a car, and you rehearse it, but the car maybe stops too soon, and you're shifting into another gear, and you you know where you're going to stop, but the car stops too soon ahead of you, and you plow into it. And then you got a 1,000-pound motorcycle flip in the air and land on you, and that's what happened to me. Time is short here, so uh, tell me about Cameo.com, because a lot of stars are getting involved with oh, uh, Cameo. Well, well, you know, you could, it's so much fun. Uh, those ones that I get are wonderful. I get... I get to for people will book for somebody that they love and care about a happy birthday wish or happy anniversary wish or just chew them out for me. Tell them to back off. Tell them to grow up. (laughs) Things of that nature. But I'm getting the very first one. The very first one I got was from Germany. And then I got one from Ireland and then Scotland. And I got one yesterday from Luxembourg. And I'm getting them from all over the country here. Man when it comes to foreign land and it's fun and it's everybody that grew up with their parents watching the show on Sunday nights and they wanted they they love it so much they want me to wish their parents a happy anniversary or whatever you know Uh, all good wishes it's good energy it is good vibes that you're putting out there it's positive you're putting out positive uh Adams out in the world. That is great. It's, you know, it's always great to talk to you. You sound like you're in a, a good place. Uh, I wish you well uh, in the future and stay healthy, buddy. Oh, yes, sir. You got it. You got it. I already have the corona, so that's over with. All right, buddy. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. All right, buddy. I laughed there because for a moment I thought Eric meant a corona beer and not the virus. Duh. Eric actually learned Spanish as an adult and in recent years became a star on Spanish soap operas. I also love the work that he did as a voice on the animated C-Lab. By the way, Eric and former Chips co-star Larry Wilcox didn't get along very well when they shot the original Chips series but would eventually do a Chips reunion movie and now they're good buddies. That does it for this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.